Welcome to another episode of La Ventanita. I'm Carlos Frias, the Miami Herald food editor, joined by my co-host, Amy Reyes. Hi. And uh, we're going to try to do a podcast today. Yeah, um, we're going to get it done. It's going to happen. We're going to get it done. Um, you know, this has obviously been a, um, it's been, it's been a, it's been a tough week. Um, I'm just, we're, you know, we're obviously going to talk food and we're going to ha- try to have some fun here today, but I think it's just important to, to note and to think about, um, a little bit about, uh, these families that are grieving their lost loved ones, you know, um, Amy, I was telling you this right before we came on, you know, every time that there's a shooting like this, I always think about my dad, uh, folks uh, may or may not know, you know, my dad was, my dad was shot to death, uh, 92 years old in his own home, uh, two years ago. And it's something that, um, I miss him more every day. It's not one of those things that gets better. I know you you lost your folks too. Um, and it's one of those things that uh, you miss them more. And I always think about how avoidable this would have been. You know, someone who, um, in my dad's case, it was someone who looks like they had mental issues. Uh, they're, they're, in, they're in custody now, but um, it's someone who shouldn't have had a gun. Um, it's someone who just should not have had a gun. And I think we need to have a hard talk in this country about whether we are so scared of ourselves and our ability to just live our lives that we can't, that we can't separate ourselves from our guns. And I think the, the price we pay, we're seeing it today. We see it. We saw it two days ago, 14 little kids, you know, murdered, just going to school. Uh, my dad was just in his house, you know, and the neighbor came over who had bought a, bought a Glock, a kind of gun you only see with a cop and shot my dad 13 times. And uh, my brother had to go and find him. Um, and that's not something that any family should have to go through. Uh, my dad was 92, but he had the spirit, spirit of, a, of a boy, you know. He was a ray of light. There's videos. We have our videos of, you know, when he reacted to Ultra. Uh, he's, just, he's just had the most uh, living spirit. And I miss him every day. And I would not choose guns over my dad. So, so we're going to, we're going to try to switch gears from that. (laughs) Yeah. No, Uh, I think think what you said is what you said is important, Carlos, and everybody needs to think really long and hard about what kind of a country we want to be. Right. Like, what are we defending our right to have? Right. Exactly. What do we want to have? Do we want to have a life or do we want to have this, uh, life of terror that we have? And, um, and I, uh, I choose to live. So anyway, uh, uh, the hard transition here. Um, yeah, the, the honestly, the thing that I was that uh, that that took my mind off things even for a minute was the heat game. Like I've always been looking forward to the heat games. Uh, and yet that's like another source of anxiety. Right. Because like I'll, you know, I've, in, in a best case scenario, I'll like make some food, you know, and I'll like, you know, sit down for the game and kind of enjoy it, even though these 830 starts are killing me. Um, yeah, that seems like a, a like past my bedtime dude i mean the game's at end at 11 o'clock that is no, that's that like is legit way too late. no no i no. definitely need the recap in the morning that's what yeah. i would need i mean you don't even you don't care about the recap you're not a sports listen baller. i care about like i am definitely <laughs> one of those fair weathered friends you know when it comes to sports ball like if we're winning i'll get into it for like a couple days but i just i don't have the same enthusiasm that you and our co-worker connie have and i get all of my heat like 
sports ball information from our group chat. <laughs> so right, we, like, we give you the we give you the sports for dummies. We give you the yeah. how the heat played for dummies version yeah, on the exactly. next day. Listen, that guy took the sports ball and he put it in the hoop thing, Amy, and he did a good job at it. That's pretty much what it sounds like. He sports balled as much as you can sports ball. Yeah, they're sports balling great tonight, Amy. <laughs> or they're sports balling bad tonight, so you, we went to bed early. Um, but so what heat, do you eat? What do you, what do you eat? How do you, oh how do you God. like, like nervous eat this, this well, situation? Well, I've been real good and like, I'm not stocking stuff in the house like that would, that would be destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, that's you smart. know, I mean, you know, I think that's the only way to do it because otherwise, you know, then, then you're, 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 you're putting yourself in, in the, in, in, uh, in a precarious situation. But I had this moment, like the heat, it was one of those games where they, the, the game was starting to get away from them. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you know, during those games, all their commercials for are uh, pizza, Taco Bell, burgers and beer. And it's like okay. those things. It's like Buffalo Wild Wings and Taco Bell. So you're like and, Pavlov's dogs and you're just oh like drooling. God. Just like, yes, I need that. And I did what I have never done before. I Uber Eats, uh, ordered via Uber Eats, Taco Bell. Oh my God. What? I know. I you just, spent I more hated money myself. on the delivery than the actual product. That's what you just did. Amy, I just, it didn't matter. I was like, my hands were shaking and I was watching those Taco Bell commercials. I heard that bell and that was like Pavlov's dog. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What do you <laughs> order at a Taco Bell? Like, what is your order for Taco so, Bell? All right. So, a couple, a couple weeks ago, uh, they announced that they were bringing back the Mexican pizza, which they had to. Right. Obviously a delicacy. Obviously, obviously the Mexican pizza <laughs> is, the, demand. is the order line. You know, you have to eat it with a with a sheet over your head to hide your shame <laughs> from God. And um and so yeah, so I ordered oh. oh there it is. That's it. <laughs> Thank That's you, it. Pierre. Pierre, <laughs> now I'm Pierre Taylor, our 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 technical our producer, our, our director with this lovely photo of the Mexican the new Mexican pizza. Honestly, I don't know what's new about it. It tastes just like the old one. Uh, but I like, you know, you get on the app and you're like, I just want this pizza. And then yeah. I'm there and I'm like, oh, what is the toasted cheddar chalupa? I'll take one of those. Oh, what is the cheesy gordita? I'll take one of those. <laughs> so you went hard. You went to like uh, like the B side of the menu. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like the these were like the, the, the deep cuts, the deep cuts. <laughs> and as the you heat, didn't just get a burrito. You were oh, like, my God. No. And as the heat is falling further and further behind, I am just gorging on this food like that. No, you're you're going hard. The crispy Mexican pizza. And it's, Amy, it's like, it doesn't taste like food necessarily. It tastes like a familiar thing. You know, right? Uh, Yeah. It it tastes like late nights in high school. 100%. I was going to say my experience with Taco Bell is that it was like my diet from like maybe senior year of high school until I was probably about like a junior in college. Like mm-hmm. I would get, and I was a vegetarian then, so I would get them to take the meat off the vegetarian pizza, the, the Mexican pizza, because that was my order too. I would always get the pizza. Oh, the Mexican, you were Mexican, I didn't know that you were a Mexican pizza yeah, aficionado. Yeah, no, I used to get the, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty legit, like when you're a teenager and you don't really have any criteria, like it, and, it, and when, I could eat it now and probably be like, okay, these beans are disgusting, but I would still probably get some kind of satisfaction from, from eating it. Yeah, it like triggers 100%. An- it triggers an old, uh, uh, a, a nascent dopamine reaction, like yeah, like a something like a primordial. memory, like a taste yes. memory, mm. the taste memory of of being in college and like you're you're independent and like nobody's nagging you about what to do and like oh I'm gonna go get a Mexican pizza and eat this weird non real Mexican food and 
yeah. at two in the morning and no one can yes. tell me otherwise. Yeah, well, I applaud you for Uber Eatsing that and helping no. our local local economy Don't do <laughs> by that. employing drivers and stuff. But like, bro, like there there is no excuse for Uber Eatsing. So I mean, there's there's Fast really food. nothing to talk about. It takes it tastes like it tastes like what you remember. So you have like that thin, crispy white corn shell. So wait, are they gonna McRib this? Are they bringing it in for like a limited run, or were they like people were like complaining so hard that they were like, well, we got to bring back the Mexican pizza. People were like, we're on hunger strikes until you bring back the Mexican pizza. Wow. Well, um, I mean, that, I mean, uh, the people you know, have spoken. They have, and and you know what? It's fine. That's the thing. If that's the thing that you want, there's really nothing else on on any menu anywhere that tastes like that. No, and, and probably for good reason. How many did you eat? Did you have one? I ordered one, and it's like the, you know they cut it into fours, like a little mm-hmm. tiny pizza. Like a and little, I yeah. and I usually eat it with a fork because it's it doesn't make sense to pick it up. But I actually picked it up this time, you know, and I slathered it. Was it, with it was the, crispy. With the hot sauce. Oh, it was crispy. You better give that driver four stars because he brought it to you piping hot then. Yeah, no, it was not. Before it, it gets soggy. It got here pretty fast. It got here faster than any other Uber Eats order I have ever done. Like, it was truly fast food. Nice. And then I ordered. I, I'm telling you, it's the marketing worked because the thing on the marketing, and then it popped up on the app, was this um, a toasted cheddar chalupa. I, Amy, I didn't even know what that was. Like, I, don't know I what ordered that is. it like, what is a chalupa? It's fine. Uh, it sounds delicious. Uh, also horrible. <laughs> and what it is is they they coat the outside in what they say is six month aged cheddar, and then they toast it so that it's supposed to be crispy. It tasted like it was sitting out for six months. <laughs> like I took two bites of it, and I had <laughs> you were the, like, no, I had the visceral gag reaction, like, and I, no, Amy, no, I, no. I did no. eat the cre- I did eat the cheesy chalupa though. Oh, and by the way, like I had belly Mexicans that entire night. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, you just have to you just have to settle in. Yeah, don't make I had, plans. I had don't mariachi belly. I had mariachi belly big time. Do not make plans. It was well. Listen, oh my God. speaking of like retro stuff, let me tell you where I ate yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. I know you can speak to this better than I can, but you know, you remember the old Swensons on US One. Of course. It was the, the ice cream place. Listen, they had that in Detroit when I was a kid growing up. And I, I swear to God, I went to like Swenson's like twice. And it was always one of those treats that you would go to like to get a – I always get like a root beer float. That was mm. that was my order at Swenson's. That's all we would go for was the ice cream. But apparently they had a whole menu <laughs> before they, you know, before they, they yeah, closed it was all up. Ice cream and – I mean it was like comfort food. It was like ice cream yeah, and like comfort burgers. food basically, burgers. So now it's um, – so now it's called the one – on Sunset, I think. The one on Sunset. Yeah, that's yeah. the new name. Mm-hmm. And so they kept a lot of the old Swenson's decor, which was super, super, it was super retro. It had all these Tiffany lamps hanging and all this like wood, like this um, kind of rustic wood. And um, the booth, it, it was very like, you know, It feels like the 70s. Time. Yeah, very 70s. Yeah. In Michigan, I don't know if it was like that here, but in Michigan, the waitresses wore these like German looking like housefrau dresses that had like an apron in the front. Like Lederhosen or the men in Lederhosen? And kind of. The- well, I don't know what the, the women's dresses are called, but it had like an apron or like a bib thing in the front and like it looked super old tiny. And so now um, the new owners, they have created a whole new menu and it does include ice cream. But I got to say, this place is legit because... Um, sometimes I go through these periods where I'm just like, like, I'm super, super trying to be diety because, you know, I'm trying to keep my fit life going. And this place has, on the one hand, they have burgers with fried 
cheese on it, mm-hmm. like fried, like queso frito. Like oh, like like the a nica. Thi- oh, they call, they used to call that the nica burger there. Well, they or got it's one called of the Latin burger or something. Now it's it's legit looking. I didn't order that because I am currently like yesterday was like diet day, so. They have that kind of stuff. And then they also have, um, I think it's called the 305 burger. And I'm pretty sure it has Maduros on it. It's like a real, it's an experience. Like you could go they, there and you could have a real burger experience. They hand um, it to you and they're like, dale. Yeah, they're just like, okay, this is what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. So you can do that or you can do what they call their healthy bowls, which is one of those like build a bowl things where you're the, they're like, do you want rice? Do you want lentils? Do you want um, uh, white rice? Or do you want like. Uh, like a salad or whatever and then you pick your vegetables and you can pick up like some sauces and stuff so that's interesting this restaurant has like it's trying to do a lot of things they are doing a lot of things things. they are doing a lot of things so you can take your kid for a burger and you can still be on your lame diet is basically my point but it turns out that the owner his name is demetrius and um he owns a couple of other places around town and homeboy is actually a triathlete. So get out of town. No, I'm serious. He's a triathlete. So that's and you, probably and you were you were there meeting with your yes. your 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 My max cycle squad. Yes, yes, because you're you're max cycle ambassador. Yes, I'm Look an ambassador you. for. Well, no, I just gotta like you know do they we do group rides and we you know like promote bike safety and we and do for that you get five percent off all no gear. i get more than that i get like oh dude if i i get 30 percent off of my next what? tri suit what <laughs> which is which is actually legit i get all kinds of benefits and then i can give i can give discounts to my friends but i'm not gonna give you one now wow. that you're that's you're fine my, i'm not <laughs> i'm not putting on you're a tri suit i'm not about that i'm not well, about that the place is literally down the street from Max Cycle too, so it was um, it was a really good place to go because, Smart. like I said, you can splurge and like you can go really hard for the burgers, or you can have a completely different experience and get one of these healthy bowls. And let me tell you something, I've been trying to avoid dairy, but when I got there and I saw that there's a lot like a real Greek vibe to some of the healthier um, options because they have he's like Greek. Demetrius is Greek, right? Yeah. dude, the tzatziki is something that you just want to put on everything. Mm. Like, you, you, I could just, like, take a bath in it. That's how good it was. I love that and stuff. And so I put it on my my healthy bowl, and I literally, I was trying to, like, spread it out, like, ration it so that I could have a little bit with every single bite. But it was good. And then my, my girlfriend got the, um, she got the falafel Peter, Peter wrap, and it was, like, covered in tzatziki. So it's just, like, I think that the stuff that they have on the menu with kind of a Greek edge to it is all really good. Like, I, I think that, you know, he probably excels at that stuff because he also owns a Greek restaurant as well. You know, it's cool that, like, it's funny because our, our experiences overlapped. Like, earlier in the day, I think I, I sent you a note. I was like, hey, I'm going to write something about this right. place reopening as as this thing because people love Swenson. And you were like, I'm going there tonight with my tri yep. group. So I had and talked then, to him a little bit. I had talked to Demetrius a little bit. And he owns, um, so he started at Taverna Opa. And he oh. opened he opened a bunch of those Taverna Opas. Like open the meeting. I used to love that place. Yeah, like he was the, the when they say when I say open the meeting, he was part of the original staff that would open a new restaurant. And he did that for like 30 years. Oh wow. Was, and he's green. That place so. was a riot. Taverna Opa was really fun. It was one of those um the one that I went to was the one that was south of Fifth. And it was yep. so much fun you would stand like you'd dance on the tables and throw napkins everywhere. Yeah, he, he and uh, yeah, he's he opened that one. Like you know, you would smash plates right too. That yep. was a part of it too. It was a it was, it was really, like, really fun. It was like a Greek mosh pit. 
Totally. And he was telling me that, uh, that yeah, he wanted to incorporate some Greek food into the menu. So, like, they make their own tzatziki sauce. They make their own hummus. So All good. that stuff is homemade. And the ice cream, you know, because that was the big part of Swenson's. Like, my kids right. loved getting that ridiculous tall shake. I mean, uh, like a sundae of whatever, you know, melted, you know, caramel sauce or fudge sauce. And, um, and he partnered with a local ice cream maker to who actually make who's like a gelato maker so it's like a it's kind of like an ice cream gelato in the middle so it tastes really rich and really fresh so they can come up with like flavors of the month and flavors of the week and one-off things well when i was there like the menu has um you know they have like floats and they have sundays and stuff like you can build you can build all kinds of different things but what we ordered was two scoops of ice cream one of them was the coquito ice cream Oh Which my was god! Legit. That sounds oh amazing. Gosh. It was really good, and you could like it had like little like coconut shavings in it, so it was really had a lot of texture to it. And then they had this guava. It was like guava cheesecake ice cream. That was really good too. But the, I I, I like the coquito. The the place is called um, Paradiso Gelato, and they have a place in in North Miami. I want to just look that up in my notes here real quick. And uh, and yeah, so they the guy was like, look, I'm I'm a small businessman i'm a local and i want to use local stuff yeah. and you know what their other uh, the landlords they had two options give the lease to this guy or give the lease to starbucks oh my god so could you imagine if they had torn out that old kitschy mm. swenson's and put in like no. another generic starbucks no that would suck there's like a starbucks yeah. in, in sunset place they don't need another starbucks yeah man get out of here with it's that like starbucks. around the corner like you don't need more starbucks and plus oh no. my god you know they would put another drive through and the traffic going up us1 it's great. Oh, no, forget it's so it. so good. It's amazing. It's so that would be wonderful. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I think that the landlords did the right thing for America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? We lose sight how much landlords can really affect a community, you know, can really yeah, oh, affect, sure. uh, especially when it comes to places like food and stuff like that. And it's like, if you rent it out to uh, like somebody down the street, like I live right off of Cayocha, just built like another storage unit thing. And on oh, one man. and on one sense, I'm like, all right, it's not more housing, and Coyote's already so full of traffic. But also, it's it's a little bit sad, you know. I drive around yeah. feeling like I'm I live in a warehouse district yeah, in parts, it, you know. It kills kind of it kills the vibe. It does kill the vibe, you know. That's like, why I remember when you did that story about um, Heralda Plaza. Yeah. And you talked to the guys who were kind of developing it, and they were like, we we had real specific ideas about what kind of um, restaurants we wanted to put here. Right. Those guys. Those guys. Uh, did that on a small scale. And let me tell you, they, I would credit them a lot for how well Gerald the Plaza is doing, you know, because they closed down that street. That street was dead, Amy. Like I used Wait, to go there all the time. don't you remember when you, when you reported that story, don't you remember that they had the option to put the Cheesecake Factory there? Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, and like the Cheesecake Factory is kind of the kiss of death. Like that yeah, is it's the- Yeah, pretty much like, yeah. That is the victory cigar for corporate America, you know, like- um, and actually, the Cheesecake Factory did come, but they they went to like another off area location, like an area that uh, to a location that wasn't so central to yeah, Coral no, Gables. Yeah, no, well, that's fine. Listen, Mark Huckman is probably right that the Cheesecake Factory has plenty of wonderful things. But I think that if you want to create a kind of a, a vibe to an area and you want local business people to like participate in it and feel a real sense of community, you kind of have to give that corporate type of business like its own space away from that or else yeah. it just kind of gets it gets it messes up the vibe well i mean that's what happened uh, i mean i'm not going to blame it on cheesecake factory but that's kind of what happened in the grove 
the, the you know the Coca Walk area was all national franchises and and these weird little shops that nobody went into these like uh, these boutiques that were by like the like you know the wives of some Russian you know uh, uh, oligarch money laundering yeah <laughs> money laundering like, operations it's like there's never anybody in here how is this place open you know. Um, and it just kills the vibe, man. And and yeah. I think that like Geralda Plaza is so good about that right now. Like you know, there's there's I mean the the most corporate you get is like there's a Coyo Taco, you know. But it, that's still mm-hmm. a Miami that's thing, like local, you know? you know. Yeah, like you got that. You got Luca, which is so good. The Georgia Rapacabolis. Yeah, that's next on my list. That's oh, next on my list. And his eating house is supposed to be opening, I think, like for the fall. And that's oh, like nice. that's almost next door. And, you know, that's a real smart kind of business move. There's a couple guys who have done that where they've said, I'm going to put I'm going to open my restaurants near each other so I can be in their vicinity. Like I can go. Right. So I'm not running around town. Yeah. And like uh, Mike Beltran did that in Coconut Grove. Like I want to say Ariette, Nave. He owns a part of Taurus Whiskey Bar and Chug's Diner. All those things are probably, I don't know, within a thousand feet of each other. Mm-hmm. Like all on that one street. And um, the Pub Belly guys, when before Sunset Place got ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. like they originally opened Barceloneta, Pub Belly, Pub Belly Sushi, all in that little corner area. The Sunset Harbor. In Sunset Harbor. And and right. they had and they had also opened a steakhouse called Pub Belly Steak. We're going way back now. Mm-hmm. That was nearish, nearby, you know, like um, so. And that and like they were very successful during that period until you know the the landlord owned yeah, everything. Yeah, think about raised Kush driving from Coconut Grove to Hialeah nope. to <laughs> to Winwood. Nope. So much gas. I know, but he's building his hashtag brand. He is, and you know something? I have a really really smart suggestion for him. He needs to do a concept in the Kingdom of Kendall. Oh God! That includes that includes a dandy bear speakeasy. He needs to go and buy up all of the animatronic <laughs> robots. That and just stuff. hit me. That just hit me. Like the idea of a dandy bear speakeasy is fantastic. Yes. It needs to be like upstairs, and there's got to be some of the animatronic robots from the dandy bear. He needs to buy them now, immediately before the dandy bear people just chuck them in the garbage. These are things that we need to preserve. Oh my know? god, Amy! I I can't say that this is a terrible idea. I do think no, this that, is a dope idea. I want my dandy bear speakeasy now. And I think he Kush would do- have fun with that. <laughs> And the first floor can be burgers. Like, Kendall loves burgers. But we need a Dandy Bear speakeasy. Give the people of Kendall what they want. Oh, my God. I, I want to laugh at it, but I think that, like, that is almost – because, you know, that's kind of what he does, right? Like yeah, he, no, he, he takes these Miami an homage to an area, yes. Yeah, like in Hialeah, he's got very Hialeah things. When he redid that um, – uh, he did like a tribute to the to the um, uh, tobacco road. Yeah, tobacco road, and it's super tobacco. It's like all very tobacco roady tribute, you know. And I think that like, oh my god, a dandy bear <laughs> Kush would be amazing. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he should do it. And then the first. How do I floor, invest in this idea? <laughs> the first floor can be like a burger place, whatever, whatever kind of food he wants to put in there, and he can bring in his craft beers and stuff like that. I'll get the whatever red wine he serves. And then the theme, decoratively, since he's really into design, it could be focusing on all things Kendall. Traffic, strip malls, like parking it. lots, the Mikasuki golf course. Yes. And upstairs, Dandy Bear Speakeasy. Oh, my God. Dandy Bear Cocktail Bar. That would be amazing. Or imagine just if he did a cush and then the upstairs was a Dandy Bear themed Fine. cocktail bar. It could be called Cush Kendall. 
Yeah, uh, Danny Bear by Kush. <laughs> uh, we're just messing with Matt Kusher, but you know what? He would, if anybody could make that work, that dude would make that work. There has to be a ball pit in the corner somewhere. <laughs> so that adults can get drunk and throw up into? Yes. And splash around in it? Yes. I will not tell you how many dirty diapers I found in Dandy Bear when I used to take my kids there. It came to a point where my daughter was like, I don't want to go there, Mom. It's just <laughs> disgusting. Dude, when the kids tell you they don't want to go there. You're I, like, no more. Have I shared with you that my first job, like my first getting a, a W-2 form was working for Chuck E. Cheese's? Oh, my God, no. I've told no. you that, haven't I? No, you have not told me oh, this story. Oh, come on. What was your job at Chuck E. Cheese? What did you do? Okay, so they, I, I went in because a couple of my buddies were working in the kitchen, uh, and they were, like, making some, you know, they were making some money, and I was like, all right, I'll go work. At the, it was really because my buddies worked there. Uh, my buddy, uh, um, Manny, Manny and Freddie, and uh, – um, so I, I, you know, I go and I apply for a job, and I'm working in the kitchen, and uh, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm personable, you know, and and the the GM, uh, who really liked, I mean, if you think about the hiring practices, he just put the girls up front, uh-huh. uh, because and put all the guys in the back, and he's like, and he's like, ah, oh, maybe you'd work up front, because frankly, I was terrible at cleaning dishes. I was like, I took, <laughs> I'm like such a perfectionist. I was like cleaning the pizza. You know, trays till they were shiny. You don't have time for that. He's like, just do this faster. And I was like, dude, I can't. I don't know. I would. What do you want from me? So they put me up front, and I did that job for. I want to say two years, like uh, like as an after school summer job in Pines or like yeah yeah in Pembroke Pines. It's still there. Like I would go in the summers. Like I would work really in the summers, and during the school year, I didn't really work uh, that much. Only on the weekends. And um, Amy, the people. First of all. People like I would be the like little party host, like the kids would come for their parties and you have all these like um, these old uh, the, or like these these divorcees. Like oh I, was, I was like 17 years old and these mm-hmm. divorcees are just like all these literally were, were hovering over. Oh, you. my God. I, I They would Aww. give like these ridiculous tips. Like I made like I made like 200 bucks in tips on a weekend. Oh, my God. In 19 you know, 91 oh, or something. Carlos, you were like sitting there like innocent cougar bait. Oh, oh show me the money. <laughs> but dude, one of the most wretched jobs is when you worked up front, you had to clean the dining room. And involved in that is like periodically they would empty out the ball pit and burn the balls. I don't want to like, know. Like they would throw them away. Let's put it that way. They would throw wow. them away. And when you remove the ball pit and you see what's left, Oh no! No, it's 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 watching the sausage get made, and like I mean, my kids would love to go there, and I would take them, and I would be like, "You can play anywhere but the ball pit." The ball pit is no longer off limits. Out, yeah. I mean, well, you know something? I actually had somebody describe to me, and I'm sorry to ruin this for you. I had Mm. somebody describe to me the way Taco Bell makes its beef, and it involves water and and like a spoon. So. Well, you can't ruin it. I know that it's terrible. I see oh, okay. it. I'm looking they, at it with like, my eyes. It's like a thing that happens like that. Like that's how they make beef. And I and I was like, I know, I know this intellectually. I know that it's disgusting. However, I want a you, Mexican pizza. <laughs> you, you know, you're in trouble when they start spelling beef like B I E F, <laughs> made with real beef. Beef. <laughs> T M. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's terrifying. I don't, I don't, I, you know, whatever. No Taco Bell. I mean, I, 
I, I probably won't have Taco Bell now for like two years. Like that. Yeah, I think you've met your quota for. for I mean, like, I think that that's how often it's kind of like uh, like radiation. Like, you know, you can probably only have that every once or for a few years before it. And then survive and continue to live your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, so listen, anyway. I need you to talk to me about uh, Zach the Baker's uh, prospects for this James Beard Award. All right. So, OK, so they're going to name the James Beard Award for the only person that's in the Miami running um, for the for the, the restaurant people is Zach the Baker. And they're going to name it June 13th. And honestly, I, you know, I've, I've known some folks who are in the who are in the selection of it, you know, who are, who are talking over um, the rankings of those of those positions. And really, his only competition is um, is a guy named Don Guerra, uh, who's out in Arizona and he, he uh, opened a place called Barrio Bread, which is pretty funny. He's like a he's like a Mexican background guy, um, like generations of Mexican and um and he's doing this really cool uh, thing where they're doing like he he brought back a kind of wheat that was grown indigenously in uh, in Arizona. Oh, wow. And is like milling his own weed and is encouraging uh, is encouraging the, the, the reestablishment of that whole heritage wheat. So like he's doing a lot of stuff on that end. And I, and I think that's probably going to be Zach's biggest competition. But otherwise, like I think. I think Zach has a real shot. I think he has yeah. a real shot. You know, well, I think that he does. I think he does a, a great job with like. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we had him on the show. You know, he he seems like a guy who is not, who is trying to do things the right way. Who is yeah. not trying to. Who is not trying to. Uh, uh, like just get you know scale just up become and, the man and, and, yeah yeah, yeah he's like just, he, he's trying to keep things tight and and well done yeah he could have sold that he could have sold that brand and just like pocketed the cash you know yeah but um, but he's doing a cool thing so I, I think you'll have a shot I think you'll yeah. have, a, have a shot there so you're gonna go I am gonna go I've decided mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly up and the, the truth is you know before. When when before they were going to announce, you know, um, the the finalists in in the writing category because they do the they hand out the writing awards on the 11th, and then they do the the uh, chefs and restaurant on the 13th, both in Chicago. I was like, look, it would just be cool to get nominated again because you know there's a little bit mm-hmm. of imposter syndrome. I'm not going to lie, you mm-hmm. know, it's it was cool to win. Uh, it was cool and amazing and like unbelievable really to win a, a James Beard Award the first time, and I was just like, but you know. It would just be cool to get nominated again, just to know that it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, well, I think that that's that's kind of that's kind of the takeaway right now is that like you 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 do good work. I mean, like you you got nominated. Like this is a national competition. It's not and, local. It's not you know statewide. Right. It's national. And I mean, they probably got a lot of submissions, and like you came out on the top and the and the finalist. So I I really think you should consider that a win, as it is. Like totally, yes. Like I'm, I'm on board with that. But I gotta tell you. Okay, and so don't come home sad if you don't as win. As it's out. getting closer, no. I'm kind of like, hmm. Don't wouldn't it sad. be nice to win another? Yeah, win? Yeah, no, and it's like, damn think, it. No, don't think damn like it. that. You gotta think like. I already you gotta ruined think it. Like, but I've I did already won. Already. I've already won. I know. I'm trying to repeat that to myself. Okay, you know? and you gotta practice your like, you're like shocked, but I didn't win. Face. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like this, like like. Yeah, yeah, you're like kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, guy, like, oh, that, yeah. that girl, that, that girl, person. Yeah, 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 they they sure deserved it. Well I'm, earned. I'm happy well earned. for them. Well earned. <laughs> <laughs> Just practice that in the mirror a little bit, and I think yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, it's fine. And honestly, those two, the the two other, there's two women in the, uh, that are also finalists with me in that category, 
And really, I read their work and it's it's really phenomenal. There's one that did, um, it's like three book reviews, kind of like cookbook reviews. And then she kind of riffs on them to write kind of cultural pieces. And they're really fantastic. And, oh, that's awesome. And the other person covers um, LA, like LA's food for Eater, I want to say. And her stuff is is great too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, just remember, I'm making the uh, face. Yeah. I'm making the Yes. It's a smile. It's a smile that doesn't express glee, but it expresses a certain amount of of understanding. Like, yes, okay, yeah. that's fine. Let, let me tell you, there was a Miami chef who I'm not going to name, uh, but um, uh, my, my predecessor here actually was, is the one that pointed out to me, uh, Evan Ben, that he saw, he was watching the awards, because like I said, the chef awards and the media awards are totally separate. And this was a few years ago. And um, when the chef did not, he was named a finalist, which is a big deal. Like you're a James Beard finalist, you know, as a, as a chef. And he didn't win. And he literally just like threw his napkin he, down and, he, he and did left. Like, uh, no, left. Got left. up and left. Oh, no. Got up and loser. Left. Yeah, that's not, that's a bad look. I that mean, I get it. Look. I get it. Like it's, it's a bummer, but. Nah, you come gotta on, be man. a gracious loser. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on, man. Grow it's. Up, I mean, dude. honestly, all these awards, every award is a made up thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, just keep that in mind. It's a totally made up thing. But you know? I want it. <laughs> but yeah, I not, deserve this made wrong. up thing that I didn't know was important until I got this job. And on it, no, seriously, to me, like if you had told me like that I'd ever win a James Beard award, it's like if someone told us like, oh, you could win an Emmy for doing this podcast. <laughs> like they, It's that ridiculous. So it was kind of uh, that kind of surprise, you know, like yeah. it's not a thing that you know that you want until you're there. And then you're like, oh, no, I kind of want to get it. You know, Well, practice the face. All right, Carlos, so I need you to discuss, um, to answer this question for me. Has Miami reached peak secret omakase restaurant? Have I th- we? I think we're, I think we're Are, getting there. I think, I think tipping when, point? I, when I have an omakase in the back of, uh, of the Cuban pizza place on my corner, I think then it'll be too much. That, but I think, too much. But I think we've reached saturation. Because there's, yeah. there's like two, there's two new ones, right? I mean, yeah, you, edit, you just, edited those stories, so you know more about them than I do. They were yeah, Connie's, Connie wrote about them. that. One of them is by um, Paul Kui from mm-hmm. uh, the guy who has the place in the Faina. Key. I think he pronounces his Key? name Key. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, it's, I, you know, it could be, I, it could I, be I've Kui. I've never said it out loud before. It could be Kui, but I think it's, I think it's Key, Paul Key. Well, Paul has a, a new place in um, the Faina, and it sounds really fancy, like really fancy. It only seats like six people. And um, it's called El Secreto. Oh no, I hate it already. <laughs> I'm so, no, I don't mean that, but I I don't know. I it's it's kind of, that's a that's that's kind of pretentious. El Secreto. And then there's another one in Aventura that's located inside Reunion Kitchen and Bar. Um, that it, it's it's got a larger space, but it's also one of those like kind of secret speakeasy type things. Right. Where they have a bar for like eight, and then you know table for like you know to accommodate like eighteen. So it's all chef's choice. And it's all very expensive and very fancy and very, very exclusivo. Well, they do Connie, like two seatings a night. Yeah. Connie went to that one. She really liked it. Yeah. No, it sounds it sounds very fancy. It sounds very fancy. I the think, thing about omakase is that like, you know, the chef basically gives you whatever they feel like giving you. I love that. And I've only done it one time because it's incredibly expensive. And so it's one of those things where like you're really going to splurge or you're going to get treated. And so um, if you... If you go and somebody presents you with a little teeny tiny piece of uni and you Uh-oh. don't like it. <laughs> Danger. And they're standing in front of you. It's just I felt so humiliated to have to say, 
I cannot put this in my mouth. It's you, just you didn't eat it. You were you rejected I ate the, the first one. I ate the first one because I didn't know what it was. And then when I tasted it, and I was like, I am sure this is a delicacy, but my taste buds are way to Detroit to handle. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> what is what is no. uni? Like it, it it tastes like to me. It tasted like the bad breath on a tongue of some creature that had been dragged across the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> But in that scenario, you have to imagine that you're in a Russian gulag and you're like, I have to eat this to stay alive. And that's how you eat. That's how you eat things that you're scared of. You pretend like your life depends on it. That's what I do. I'm like, you know what? Or I pretend that like my dad is there watching me, you know, and and I'm 10 years old. (laughs) Yeah, you eat (laughs) that whole fish. You exactly. You eat that whole fish I put in front of you and pick through those spines. When I was a kid, man, my I had that because I grew up Catholic. I did you ever hear the story of Saint Blaise? No, please tell me the story. Because you uh, you grew up did you grew up Catholic or just no, like man, general my Christian? Were my my dad was like Catholic until he became a you know, and my my oldest sister is baptized Catholic, but like after maybe their twenties, my parents were like, yeah, no, we're good. Oh, so okay. So you're you are you the third? Are you the youngest? I'm the fourth. Yeah. You're the, oh yeah. By the time they got to you, they're yeah, like, they we were don't like, believe yeah, in anything. They were done. They were, <laughs> yeah, you're like, they were done. I have four kids. There is no God. There is no God. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me to Catholic school though. They were like, please uh, educate this one. Well, I, I was in Catholic school my whole uh growing up, um, and they told us the story as a little kid about Saint Blaise, who was apparently Spell ch- this name. B L A Z E, I believe. Okay. This and sounds so, like and, the, and the when, patron saint of Method Man or something well, like well, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when um, when uh, people cough in Spanish, people uh, they'll say "sambla." They say the way that they oh, say. Okay, they okay, say, okay. They, they say you "God bless wrong. you." You said it wrong because <laughs> "samblas." I, I think that that's how I recognize Blas. Ah, uh, um, now you know. Yeah, now you've I've heard, heard that it. name in Spanish, but not in English. Well, either that person saved from somebody from choking on a fish spine, or he himself had a had a fish spine stuck in his throat. Pierre's like oh. you spelled it wrong. Oh, you spelled B-L- it wrong. It's B L A I S E. See, Pierre. Pierre is our is our fact <laughs> checker. Our fact checker. The what do we get wrong? We should do a what do we get wrong segment. Everything. That would take another hour. That would take a whole hour. And so like I grew up with this idea of like, oh, my God, I could I never thought I could choke and die on this (laughs) fishbone. And like my dad was not super religious. My mom was the more the like to go to church. Like she would drag my dad to church and he would fall asleep and start to snore in the back. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So my dad was like, yeah, you fish. He's like, yeah, same blaze. I don't know nothing about no same blaze. But I'm looking at that fish like I'm staring down, like it's like it's puffer fish. I'm risking my life. Fugu. <laughs> I'm risking my life to eat food. <laughs> to eat fish, and uh, and I and you know whatever I I couldn't get over that. So you know I have my um, I have those things that that I can't get past. So I I feel you, I feel you. But you have to in those moments, you have to tap into the Russian gulag and be like, I must eat this if I want to live. Everything else was delicious. It was just the uni that was the the nota discordante of my of my meal. Well, that's all I can say. Hey, oh, how, so d- how much are d- those, by the way? How much are those two places? Do you know what the what the prices um, are there? Let me see. The seatings for the place um, El Secreto mm-hmm. is two ninety five per person. Holy God! Three hundred bucks a person. 
Yeah. Well, it's, La Fa- it's Faena, which that's everything the one in Faena, Faena is. You know, and it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be fancy. You're gonna have a good experience. Like I'm they sure. have a gilded mammoth uh, yeah. skeleton like, there. You know like what I mean? Not, like they're not messing around. Like yeah, they're no. gonna they're gonna treat you right. Um, and so then the other one, um, Blind Tiger is more economic. It's it's like $120 per person, or uh, for the 6 p.m. seating, and $150 per person for the 9 p.m. seating. And then you can add $55 per person for bottomless champagne. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I think that that's more in line with what you see, you know? Yeah, a night out in Miami, that's like, that's like doable. Yeah, if oh you're my doing God. a big speaking night. Of, yeah. Speaking of night out in Miami, I had a really good experience at Fleming's. Um, they have this thing Which on one, the Tuesdays. One in Coral Gables, is that the one? The one in the Gables. Mm-hmm. I went, um, my girlfriends took me out for my birthday a month late because we just like couldn't get the schedule going. We wanted to go to, to Tuesdays because it's like Tomahawk Tuesday at Fleming's. <laughs> what is that? 10% <laughs> off you your to- order? They give you a tomahawk steak and like they they chop it up. It comes with the bone. Right. It looks like a whole like Fred Flintstone situation. Right. And it is legit. It's like I think it's like 125 bucks for two people. And you get like 36 ounces of beef plus two side dishes. Dude, but more than two people could probably eat from that 36 ounces of beef. My friend Sandy can put it back. That Sandy sounds like was, that sounds Sandy like a plate eating, of colon cancer. No, she was eating really, really, really competitively. All Sandy right. really went hard, and between the two of us, we finished. We left like a tiny bit of our steak. You wait. I think, you left or you took home steak. Well, well, it was like two little pieces, and I was like, I'm not gonna eat this tomorrow. Come on, like, come on. You gotta. No. So you can shave that at home and make a little a little cheese steak out of it. Come no, on. I was not gonna. I was not gonna work. I was not I, gonna. <laughs> Do you remember that movie with, um, it was either, it was not Uncle Buck, but it was John Candy. I want to say it was like the great outdoors or something where I want to say it's, uh, it's a, a Chevy Chase takes him to like a a restaurant where like, if you eat the 64 ounce steak, everybody eats for free. And like, he starts forcing it down and he's eating it. He's eating it. You know, there's the, there's, uh, and the guy says, uh, he's not done. He's like, what are you talking about? There's nothing but fat and gristle left on that plate. And the guy just crosses his arms. <laughs> so he digs into the rest. I will never forget. That's that's how I picture you, you guys uh, staring down that last piece of similar. meat. It was pretty similar. It was pretty similar. Let me tell you something. That beef was banging. That was really, it was a, like, because I don't like to cook beef at home. Because as I've said before, I will ruin it. I leave it to the professionals. And um, it was legit. Tuesdays, yeah. Tomahawk Tuesdays. <laughs> And let me tell you, the potatoes were so good, and everything. The whole experience was good. I had a good, a good month late birthday. That's the that's the girls' night out. Uh, that's the girls. My my girls are classy. They, they like to they like to get go to the classic places. What's uh What's on your list of places? I I know that for me, I'm looking at um. There's two that I'm looking at. One of them is Vina. Looks really interesting. It's uh like a new wine bar that's opened up. Uh, it's on uh, Coral Way, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm really interested in that place. It's kind of like. It's kind of like an upscale happy wine is what it looks like, which maybe loses. That's the charm of happy wine is that it's downscale. So, well, maybe maybe that's you're just going for a different vibe when you go to Vina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to have like the like the wine bar experience, you know. Right. Because there's another Vina, I think, on Key Biscayne where it's just it's like a wine. It's more like a a, a store and they have like a, I think they have a bar where you can try wine and maybe have like little snacks and stuff. But this is like a full restaurant. Right. No, I'm really curious about that place. I was actually one of our uh, one of our folks down here, uh, Ryan Pfeffer over at the Infatuation. He popped in and he, you know, he he did like one of their reviews on it. 
And I was looking, I was like, you know, that place looks really interesting. And, and I, you know, I know they sent us a note too. So I'm, I'm curious to kind of look into that place and check it out. Cause I, you know, the, 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 when I go out now, I'm more into grazing, you know, I'm much more into like trying lots of little things. I'm really big into like being interested in trying lots of little things and with like either with a, you know, a good wine or even, even like a, like a just two ounces of, br- of brown alcohol with, with ice in it, you know, just kind of keeping it really simple. And so a place like that is, you know, that's, that's kind of how I like to eat nowadays. No, when I go out, I'm starving and I want to eat a lot of food right now. That's how I feel. And then I'm going to be <laughs> sick and I'm going to go home immediately. But you, I mean, you got, you're usually eating triathlete food, right? Yeah. No, I'm always starving all the time. What, what did you learn from, uh, from, uh, uh, Kush or this, this guy that, uh, that, that owns the, the one on sunset about his, about his diet. Oh, I didn't really get into it with him about diet, but I honestly, I feel like his menu is kind of a nod to his, his lifestyle because he was like, I can't, I can't just be, uh, I can't just be handing out burgers every day. I need, I need something healthy. And, and plus he's, you know, he's, he's recognizing that there are trends in Miami where people are trying to be healthy, which I think is probably why there's so many successful Japanese places because that food is lighter and it, and it tends to be a little bit healthier and people are just trying to not, you know, they're not trying not to eat Tomahawk Tuesday every day. <laughs> yeah. There's like uh there's like steak and potatoes is uh like that. W- that was a big night out um, a few years ago, you know, steak and potatoes. And I think we're, I think we're past that point already. Like I think yeah. we're, I think a nice night out is, is more, um, is you more don't have to come that. home and fall asleep immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Like you can have a nice night out and then, and then spend some time with your spouse when you get home <laughs> versus like, let's just go to sleep right now and regret everything tomorrow. Exactly. All right. Well, before we, uh, before we check out, uh, what are you eating this weekend? Is there anything that, that you're, uh, got your sight set on? I still haven't been to, to, um, to Luca. I want to go there. Oh, that is on okay. my list. Yeah, mm-hmm. put that. Okay, move that way to the top. You've been to to the um, Zitsum place, right? Nope, not yet. All right. Well, you got to put those two on your list. Those All two right. got to no, be those near are, the top. Those are my two priorities. And I honestly, I still haven't gotten to go to the brunch at the Red Rooster, so I would like to do that too. You know what? I I only had uh, Red Rooster when it was when they opened, and it was right in the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to go there and sit down and have like a real experience sitting there because that that restaurant is flat out beautiful. And mm-hmm. the guy, Tristan Epps, who's their, like their executive chef, you know, even though Marcus Samuelson is above him, he's the guy that executes all the dishes and everything. That guy's a master. That guy's mm-hmm. really great at what he does. So I, I'd like to do that too. So whenever you're going to go, let me know and I'll... Let, yeah, let's do brunch. We'll do brunch. Uh, right. Me, me, I'm, uh, I got a kid in COVID protocols all weekend. So Fun. that means that I'm in COVID protocols all weekend. Yeah. So uh, I, made, I made my pizza, to- my pizza dough early in the week. So we will be having 72-hour fermented pizza. <laughs> You're such a nerd. This weekend. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to be making Hawaiian pizza at home and no one can stop me. Mwah. Yeah, well, <laughs> post it on Insta so I can live vicariously through you. My will. I'm about, about to order some pollo tropical for lunch. All right. Well, Amy, that feels like a show. It feels like a show. Thank you for all of your insights into food. I know. I like these banter shows. I think we should do more of them. Do the people like so the banter too. shows? People like the banter shows. All right, people like folks, banter in general. People so. should tell us. They, I mean, they've told us they like the banter shows. So we'll give them some more banter shows in between some guests who can actually drop some knowledge. So we'll who just, actually know what they're talking about when right. it comes to cooking and stuff. We'll do these in between. All right. All right, Amy. 
Okay. Peace out. <laughs>